Turquist. This is my show. And well, <clears throat> last night didn't go too well. This <laughs> is <laughs> the understatement of the year. Um, for, the, for Vikings fans, win marginally better for people like Disco and did it, fans. Did it, though? I mean, <laughs> did it. a 12-10 victory. We're like, the only team in uh, in the NFL right now that has won a game without scoring a touchdown. Yeah. Such a stat to be excited yeah. about and proud of. And we've had like 84 turnovers this year. Four interceptions <laughs> last night. All the Dobbs magic certainly uh, dwindled last night. Um, a couple I, of them weren't his fault. I had to turn off the game, and I put on bad. a movie. I put on the movie Sound of Freedom, and I found it a lot more uplifting than that game. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a movie about child trafficking. Perfect. <laughs> For perspective. Yeah. You know, I just want to tell you this quick story. Okay. So a few months ago, I'm in the airport, and I get stopped by this woman, and she goes, has anyone ever told you? And she goes, first of all, she goes, have you seen the movie Sound of Freedom? And I'm like, no, I haven't seen it yet. And uh, she goes, you look exactly like the main character in that movie. And I was like, oh, wow, I look like Jim Caviezel. That's weird. You know, Tim Ballard, you know, he's a redhead. You know, I guess the beard. I watched it last night, and I realized that she was talking about this other character named Vampiro who helped Tim Ballard. Okay. But Vampiro is a fat Sweaty, cigar chewing, ex con, cokehead. <laughs> I mean, you chew cigars. Yeah. Yeah. Who wears, like, because I was wearing, like, an Aloha shirt when she met me, and this guy wore flowered, you know, Aloha okay. shirts throughout the entire movie, but it was kind of a, a blow to my ego when I realized that she was. Referring to, I can totally see you last night. Honey, let's watch this movie. I look like the main character. I look like, I look like Jim Caviezel because my wife loves Jim Caviezel. She's like, you don't look anything like him. And I was like, oh shit, I'm Vampiro. <laughs> well, you know, you, you you get to a certain point, and and just most things are a blow to the ego. Yeah. <laughs> Reality really sets in. Um, yeah. It's just so fun. Um, okay, well, you know, the fact that you switch to that and call it more uplifting is is actually somehow fair and reasonable in this case, because the game was just trash. Uh, also, to to boot, then I woke up to start, you know earlier this morning and was feeling under the weather. Somehow, I always get sick. My kids get a little sick, but they weather it. My wife's been sick like once in sixteen years of marriage. Sixteen years of marriage, and. She, uh, she, but she got sick this past week, not awful, and I've somehow weathered it, or I have, and now I feel like I'm I'm going down for the count. So we'll go as long as we can today. My voice is kind of weak, if you can't tell, um, but I'm proud of myself for making it through a week. Even even my wife was like, how are you doing this? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But <clears throat> here we are. Uh, the Vikes lost. We suck. Life's I over. think it was the loss I'm last sick. night yeah. that just kind of... Put the sickness over the... Yeah, it did. It's like, all right, well... <laughs> and should we just end the show now? You're already um, miserable. Let's yeah. make you sick now. <laughs> yeah, the, the shine of the rocket scientist is kind of It's kind of off. worn off a little bit. It really has. He's still a great athlete, but I, I never was on board with, like, he's the future. 
a lot of a lot of people were, but I was excited and things were going well. That shine really lost its luster. Like last on night. the first or second drive uh, of the Vikings, he threw. I think it was the first drive. He threw up a pass. He was going deep. It, his pass looked like a punt. It was so high up in the air that everybody just kind of like stood there and waited for it. I thought we came down with that. I I screamed pretty loudly for that. If oh, I thought it was a catch too. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then it wasn't. And then the rest of the night was just yeah oh, and, uh, early you know all, all throughout the night of course the commentators they're saying like oh this is the, tonight's night for Justin Field to, to defend himself to be the future of the Bears but then they're like oh he won and he defended it was like he did not defend himself that yeah. game should show that he should not be the, the future of the Bears he used his feet well a couple times but he turned the ball over too and <clears throat> he's not no he's not necessarily at the end of the game this is, this, here's how much they depend on Justin Fields. At the end of the game, with three yards to go, <laughs> they have him kneel it three times so that we can kick a field goal. They don't trust him enough to. Well, that it, was smart. That no, was eating clock. But, but, eating, but I'm yeah. just saying too. It's like if it was if it was Brady, they would have been like, put it in. You know, no, like, I, you know. I, I I I'll defend him on that one. They, I mean, that's that's just a strategic move. You, you got to take all the clock away from the Vikes, kneel it. Um, but. Your overarching point is absolutely. They don't right. trust him. He's not, yeah, he's, yeah, he's not, not a trustworthy guy. I'm he's sorry. He's no Mike Tomzak. <laughs> yes, it's a great. <laughs> when Mike Tomzak was there, they had, you know, it was obviously post Peyton era, and they had uh, Neil Anderson was their running back. Super average dude. <laughs> really wasn't that great, but we had one of his jerseys in like our our basement of of all the different teams and gear. Um, Tom Zach. Yeah. yeah. How about Vesty Jackson? <laughs> remember that guy? I don't remember that guy. <laughs> yeah. He was another one of uh, Chicago's great picks, <laughs> along with Rashawn Salam. Yeah, I do remember <laughs> What's that. What's with all these <laughs> awesome names nowadays? They're just, I don't know, they're just not as cool as they used to be. Mm -mm. Definitely not. Definitely not. Okay. You guys didn't come to, to hear me, you know, whine and moan about being under the weather and the Vikings suck. Real, real quick, who? What's the greatest name of any athlete you've ever heard? Um, I, I don't know, Tom. You've put me on the spot. Um, that should have been the question of the day. Should have been the question of the day. <laughs> hmm. All I'm thinking about are the players from Mike Tyson's knockout now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Do you have a Do you have one that like sticks out to you? Maybe it'll in inspire other answers. I mean, there, there's been some great ones throughout the year. Conrad Dobler, I think, was a great name. Uh, John Matuzak is another. I, anytime that you have like a Polish last name, I, it, it and you're an athlete. I, it to me that ups your um your value you know as far as like the mystique around you like bronco nagurski that's a great one yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. gotta be up there that that's that's definitely up there um i also like the baseball player pete lecoq <laughs> Of course you do. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Tons to get to today. You got Biden, Kareem Jean-Pierre, the whole administration really ramping up their economic lies again, telling us how great things are, despite the very obvious fact that they aren't great. You got Chris Christie, who's going after Trump, blaming him for his own weight issues or some other dumb shit. We'll talk about that. Ireland, out of control. 
There's new footage of the Mandalay Bay massacre that sparks some serious questions. We'll show that. We'll talk about it. we got some updates on Israel, the hostage situation over there. Trump keeps getting wins in states on the whole ballot issue. Left obviously trying to take him off. I think we talked about touch, touched on it at least yesterday. Um, but there's another update on that. So it keeps going in his favor. And really, it's not. <clears throat> we'll talk about this then, too. But it's it's not, I don't think, just the favor of Trump. It's the favor of our country. And this constitutional republic, um, which so far, again, they've they've prevented that from going through, and he's been allowed to stay on the ballot, even in states where he's not necessarily going to win. Uh, but that's a good thing. You got Deadspin, who's trying to ruin a kid's life. This whole story is ridiculous. You probably know what I'm talking about. Chiefs fan, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that. Joe Rogan on um, shared a clip on why every other GOP person should drop out, and it was very honest— and real, pragmatic, very similar statement and, and sentiment, I, I should say, to, to I think what we share here on the show. It wasn't necessarily, he, Rogan's not like some all-in Trump guy. It was just a, it's a great, it's a great segment. We'll show it in a little bit. We got lots of other stuff too. We'll get to all of it. Before we do, folks, please make sure that you go check out our friends at American Alternative Assets. Please to tell you that this first hour is completely commercial free, thanks to them. Uh, obviously, even though Joe and them are telling you that the economy's working, it's not. You've got the U.S. dollar losing value. You've got countries taking it out of trade deals. You've got people moving on from it everywhere, whether whether it's in, 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 in the oil industry or elsewhere. It's just not looking great for the dollar. So make sure that you're protecting your hard-earned savings. 401k, IRA, whatever it might be, make sure you're protecting it. You can transition it with a entirely legal tax loophole into gold and silver IRAs. All you got to do to learn about this is dial 833, the number two USA gold. That's 833-287-2465, or you can visit protectfrombiden.com. Uh, all of this can be done without any tax consequences, so give them a call. Okay, let's kick things off with a Tuesday news cruise. stuff that we need to touch on here. Biden himself, the Biden administration writ large. And you've got him in in a speech this week talking about which he does frequently, right? Talking about the right, blaming, projecting blame onto the right for things that they're doing and or things that no one's doing but he wants to do. And he's got this clip here where he's blaming stuff. And, and one of the things he, he discusses here is how the, the, the right, and specifically he references MAGA, is proposing to cut the Internet. But there's, there's more nuggets in this little clip here, too. Let's take a listen, then we'll discuss. Fortunately, uh, we've been able to push back on Republican, MAGA Republicans so far. But they haven't given up. They haven't given up. They still want to undo this progress we're making. They're proposing cuts in investments in roads and bridges, the internet and high-speed internet, the very things that provided from the, anyway, it's across the board. <laughs> Anyways, they want to undo, first of all, let's just unpack part of what he said It's there. like the prompter moved too fast for him. <laughs> <laughs> but he said they want to undo the progress. What, what, what progress are you talking about? Now, I know you're talking about, Joe, the progress that the radical progressive left is making in overhauling this country, fundamentally overhauling who we are and what we look like, how we operate, all of that. 
But in terms of real progress for the American people, there's been no progress. It has been a disaster from day one. It just has been. But then he, he talks about how MAGA Republicans, which is, which is all of you, even if you're not a Trump person, if you're just an America first conservative, he's talking about you, want to eliminate funding and budgets for roads and infrastructure, want to cut funding for the internet. I'm not saying that cutting funding for the internet wouldn't be a bad thing. Can we just get rid of the internet and go back to how it was before? <laughs> but, but none of those things are actually true. I mean, who's out there screaming on Capitol Hill saying, we need to cut funding for the internet and make sure that our bridges fail the American people? I haven't heard anyone say that. No, it's because all these spending bills are connected to, you know, other, like, like the bridges and the internet are connected to other bills that Republicans and conservatives don't want. Right. And so it's like, we're against this. Oh, we're, it's, you know, we're against, um, there's a provision in there to, um, to have, you know, research on, you know, uh, uh, gerbils in the you know mating process of hamsters and that's a billion dollars we don't want that in the bill oh you're against bridges well no we're not against bridges we're against this this yeah. is wasteful spending but it's attached to this so that's how you're you're able to you know make that stretch into saying that you know conservatives and republicans are against infrastructure when you've got stupid shit attached to other things right and they know the american people do not either are dumb which a lot of them are, or don't pay enough attention and just will capture the headline. Oh, Biden said that conservatives, Republicans are, are against this, and then they, they run with it. Oh, it must be true because the news said it and Joe said it. No, it's like the don't say gay bill. Right. It's like the don't like, say gay bill. It's not in there. Nowhere, nowhere did it say don't say gay. But this, I mean, this brings, I mean, I know we talk about this all the time. I'm, <clears throat> it's something that we all care about. I bring it up a ton. But this obviously would all go away, and things would actually improve a great deal. One of the greatest things we could do, it's way too common sense for this country, is have single-issue bills. That would fix a lot of this. You would know how this is. It would be so much harder to, to drum up fake headlines, shock headlines like this, if you just said, how do you feel about it? Do you support this? I'm kind of intrigued by your hamster bill, by the way, Tom. I, I don't know a lot about how that works. Um, but but <laughs> do you support this? Do, do mega Republicans want to cut infrastructure for America? Let's, let's take it to a vote and see. I guarantee you, you would not see that as, as, as the response or the answer. But it's so, it is, it's so shrouded in so many other things. You shove all this pork and all these different bills, all these different things. And it's it's so confusing. Bills shouldn't stack this high off the desk. And only have seventy two hours to read it. And yeah, and only have yeah, which which even still is yeah, yeah. isn't enough. That's like, the con, man. That, that's <clears throat> the con that we've been we've seen. The, the we saw it happen. It really started taking off during the Clintons. It took off during Bush. Obama put it on steroids. Yeah, there was nothing Trump could really do about it. Right. And now this is just a continuation. Of Obama, but it goes back to the system is flawed. You know, you have the same people who, you know, have career jobs. We also want, you know, you know, as citizens, we want term limits. We'll never get term limits, just like we won't get single issue bills. 
it's just it's not going to happen because right. the system's not set up that way. Right. And the people that run the system aren't going to change it because they're perfectly happy to, with the way this corrupt system works. Yeah. No, exactly. In a, in a fair, reasonable world, you would get those two things, which literally wouldn't change everything, but it would change so much if you had those. But as you're saying, and, and as is the truth, you're never going to have these people vote and legislate themselves out of a right. very lucrative position. It's just not going to happen. Well, that's what we're seeing with the Republican Party right now, with the likes of Ron McDaniel and the rest of the you know GOP establishment, is the fact that they're 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 Democrats. They're, it's the uniparty. It's an actual real thing. Right. They they act like they're in opposition, but they're not. They're all on the same team, and they're all laughing at you when you donate money to the Republican Party. Right. Right. You know, and you you really have to find candidates like um, like Anna, like Eli, to get behind and just give their campaigns money. Because if you give it to the Republican Party, it's you may as well give it to us. Yeah, which we'll, we'll actually do better with it. <laughs> yeah, which we'd love it if, if if you'd be so kind as to do that. Uh, that'd be amazing. No, you're absolutely right. It's just. It, it, the problem is is, is is some people understand that there's an issue there. They might not understand it to the to the degree that we discuss it a lot here. But they don't they don't want to they don't want to learn more because they don't they deep down they're like oh, I think I think really the system is rigged against us, and I don't want that to be the case. So I'm just not going to research this a whole lot more. Because I don't, I don't want that news. That's like that with everything. Is that we saw that with the Derek Chauvin and the rest of the officers in Minneapolis. We see it all the time. People they hear a narrative from the media and it's palatable for them. They're not going to look any further. That's it. We're done. We're moving on. But it, somewhere in the recesses of their brain, the, in the pit of their stomach, they know what the truth is. Right. And somehow they're trying to justify it by saying, well, I've got a job. I've got a house. I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want anyone else, else to rock the boat. Let's just, you know, keep moving forward. You know, I, I don't want, you know, my little, you know, private Idaho to be taken away from me. So I'm just going to be good. Yeah. No, exactly. I heard someone say the other day, um, you know, I, I, talking about an issue, I, 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 it might be the case. I'm not going to reference the issue. I don't want to reference who the person, but it might, th that might, that might be the case that might actually be going on, but I just, I got to live my life. Yeah. It's like, okay. I, I, I get where you're coming from and I, I get the emotions and the feelings you have, but I also just think there needs to be. Uh, somewhere in between. I'm not saying go all batshit crazy and start a, you know, buy some land and start a group and, 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 and be just this nutso that's on the radar of the government. I'm not saying that just, just be, just be a little bit more aware and, and push back in terms of the procedures and processes that are available to push back on. Uh, but people, again, they don't want to, they don't want to go there. Like, Oh, that, that just makes me uncomfortable and stresses me out. So I'm not going to do it. No, and people don't realize that right now they're in a digital gulag, and the walls of that gulag are slowly closing in. All the walls are up. Everything is in is in place. 
all needs now is to be squeezed. Yeah. And it's all around us. Every time that, and we talk about this a lot, anytime that there's something that involves convenience, that means a freedom is going to be taken away from you. And the same thing with smart technology, a smartphone. It, when anything has smart attached to it, this is this is how good the propagandists are, especially, especially the Marxists. They call something smart. Everybody wants to be smart. So you want to, you know, you want the smartphone, you want the smart TV, but all these things are tracking devices or listening devices. You're giving away your freedom because you want to feel smart. You want to feel like you're, you know, with technology and not, you know, a technophobe like Ted Kaczynski living out, you know, in a cabin somewhere. <laughs> but all you're doing is giving away your personal information on a minute-by-minute minute basis yeah. with whatever you're doing. If you're in the car, you, the, the, your, your phone knows where you're going. And then all of a sudden you'll get a prompt. Oh, Wendy's is right here. Why don't you pull through? You know, the last time you were at Wendy's, you didn't get a Frosty. Would you like to get a Frosty this time? Yeah. You know? No, it's true. Everyone is... Very much under digital lock and key. Well, it's it, it's the the whole like you said. Oh, they feel smarter, but the problem is they get dumber. I, yeah. There's people who I, I'll tell them, oh, go to this street and this street, and they're like, where's that? They're like, you don't know the name of the roads? And they're like, no, I just use my GPS. Like, okay, well, <laughs> and it's it's that sad. Most of America. Yeah, and it's sad because you're sitting there going, if you just were to open your eyes when you drive around, you'd see that there's actually. Names to these streets that you're on. Numbers, names. <laughs> There's a whole system. You'll it's, be fine. You're like, no, I always just look for the red brick thing, and then that's where I turn. Yeah. Cool. Dude, I can remember getting directions and, like, grabbing a pen. And, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I leave the parking lot, and I turn right. Okay. <laughs> and then I go to the third traffic light and turn left. Okay. Yep. And you're writing it down on a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's... <laughs> People think they're free, and all they're doing is continuing. Whether it's government, whether it's whether it's technology, whether it's any of that stuff, all you continue to do is give away more freedom and be more reliant on those things, which is the antithesis of freedom. It's just, it, it, but it does. I mean, there is that 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 ruse of that guys that you're like, oh, this. Hey, it makes life easier. Yeah. Yeah. Technology yeah. makes things so much easier. You know what? You people really feel the constriction of the digital gulag once the di digital dollars introduced. That that's the final nail in the coffin for everybody because that's going to restrict all your movements. Yeah. No, it it will. And maybe not overnight, but it but it will. That that is where it will go. I I mean again, I referenced a couple weeks ago in Minneapolis sitting uh, and I won't go into it in depth, but Sitting in the lobby, badass lobby at this hotel. I'm not going to share which name it is because we go there all the time. But badass lobby, just awesome setting. And we're sitting there having our morning coffee. And there's a person doing a Zoom. Young chick, 20s, early 30s, doing, doing some work stuff, you know. And they're doing a Zoom call about corporate ESG policies at whatever company she worked at. And they're, they're, they're talking about it and how they implement it and how they do this, that. And they're just like... No, no. Six months ago, you were called a conspiracy theorist for bringing up ESG. Yeah. And now it's just like they're giving PowerPoint presentations about right. it and, well, and acting like it's always well, it's always been this way. What yeah. are you talking about? Well, didn't they hold like a summit where they talked about ESG scores and diversity hires and you have to meet this quota? Remember, we showed the clip. They, yeah, they, they have stuff it's, like that. And it's time. just and it's like, you know, the bigger companies are going to do it first. They're going to lead the way and then everyone else has to follow suit or they won't get funding or they 
they can't have a bank. Well, and whatever. they already are. Again, like, and we referenced Tom's Enterprise. Was it Enterprise? Rental car? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're they're doing that even for individuals. Yeah, be a part of the program. To you know, as far as like the emissions of the the car that that you rent. Oh even, yeah, like even, payback. Even yeah. some airlines will let you know the amount of carbon that the flight that you're taking is emitting. That is all. That all plays into ESG. And if you think if people are under the impression that their lives won't change because ESG, if you're a businessman who's who flies around the country and you know is on is on an airplane all the time to meet with clients, guess what? You can kiss that goodbye. Because you're gonna you're gonna you know reach your maximum amount of credits uh, of carbon credits that you can use, and that's gonna affect your digital dollar. Oh, you can take this business trip to Minneapolis, but guess what? You won't be able to eat for this month. <laughs> it's, I'm I'm not disputing that being true. It's just that ludicrous. Yeah. But that's 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 the mind of the left. Um, and also too, th- this plays into how the left all in, in some people on the right they want power centralized by Washington D.C. Yeah. And this is the, we're we're witnessing this right now. The federalism that's going on. It is moving at an exponential rate. I don't think people realize how quickly we are to having total, for the federal government seizing total power over our lives. We're, we're, we're dangerously close to that. I mean, and we are. We're giving away chunk by chunk by chunk. And it's, 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 it's not even death by a thousand cuts. They're, they're, they're bigger cuts. They're like scrapes, yeah. you know, but, but they're still small enough where people aren't really realizing it. And it, and it, it is, it's absolutely happening. And it, it's happening from a government who continues to just get away with bold faced lies. Like we, I mean, we saw Biden's lie about the legislation earlier that we were talking about and you've got him out here too, saying how Thanksgiving was the fourth cheapest ever on record. Take a listen to this. In fact, as a share of earnings this Thanksgiving, dinner was the fourth cheapest ever on record. I want you all to know that. <laughs> I look at all the press for that. press is particularly excited about that, I can see. <laughs> it's just it's literally not true. No. It was not the fourth cheapest Thanksgiving. Look at your grocery bill. I know no one keeps them, but look at your grocery bill from this year to last year and from this year to four years ago and so forth and so on. That's not true, folks. They just have the convenience of being like, well, we're in power. We're in the White House. You can't question the White House. You're not going to question the presidency. You're not going to question the press who works for us. You're not going to question any of this. So we're just going to just make shit up. We're just going to tell you not to believe your lying eyes. That's literally their policy. Right. And what <laughs> they do this all the time with everything. They do it with the price of gas. They do it with groceries. It, in 2021, the the average for Thanksgiving had gone up 30% from 2020 in, in the years before. Well, 2020. So this year, it goes down by 3%. That's still, it's up by 27%. You can't say that. You can say that it's gone down, but it, it's like gone down from what? You drove it up. Right. And then now you're taking credit for going down 3%, but, you know, it's a net loss of 27 Right. 
Yeah, no, it is. You're right. And they do that in everything. Yeah. Highest gas records in the history of our country under this president. Gas and prices are going down. down. They're, we're reducing the price of gas <laughs> after you set a record. Yeah. Like, we're, we're giving people's the economies back. Yeah, because you took everyone's jobs and shut the economy down. So just by turning it back on, even marginally speaking, it's going to go up i mean it's you can't you can't create jobs that you took away that are being filled again that's not job creation that's filling jobs that you took away because you shut down the government yeah exactly it's but but this literally or shut down the country the economy all of it yes all the above d um I, I, it's just, it's staggering to, I, I, it befuddles me every time we see a clip like this and it's all the time where literally the ploy is the plan is just lie. What do we do? Just lie. They'll believe it. They're dumb. And that's also, how little they like you. Right. And when it comes to employment, they all, you know, he's bragging about, you know, all these jobs created. The largest job creation is in the government sector. That's not job creation. Right. That's just government getting bigger because government doesn't create anything. Yeah. They don't create, you know, they uh, 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 the government just takes. They don't have to show. They don't have to produce a profit. They just take more money from everybody to keep their bloat and their expenses going. Yeah. Whereas if you're a private business owner, you have to make cuts here and there. You have to show a profit to stay in business. Yeah. And so to say that you know, oh, under my administration, you know, employment is up. It's up because you're expanding the government. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I forget the, the numbers in the latest jobs report, but the amount of jobs added that were government was ludicrous. It was uh, over 50%. Yeah, it was, it was a huge number. Man, not good. Not good. Well, Biden's not the only one lying. Of course, his, his uh, token press secretary is doing the job well as well. Well as well, I'm saying here. But KJP was out there talking about how the folks who disapprove of the economy are doing so because of, you guessed it, Trump. Take a listen. But why do you think it is that when you say the economy is improving and President Biden says the economy is improving, that a majority of Americans outside of this building are not buying it? So here's the thing. When we walked into this administration, the economy was on a tailspin. A tailspin. That is the fact. That's not a fact. The economy was actually doing pretty good. Now, COVID had happened and the economy dipped and, and Trump could have been better on COVID. Absolutely. But then it was starting to recover and it was doing well. And somehow you made it worse then all of, I mean, you just I mean, you just took it, it, it. You created a tailspin to use your term, KJP, and just broke everything it, it, to the point where I'm really kind of impressed. If you're going to do something, do it right. And man, you guys just broke the shit out of everything. Just absolutely obliterated it. Well, you, you struck fear into the governors, who then struck fear into their citizens, and they shut down cities, states, uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico. There was like 1,100 small businesses that had to close, and they have like a hundred of them have reopened since. Yeah. It's it, people like you go there and there's just empty buildings. <laughs> there's just not. There's no businesses. There's nothing Another going ghost on. Town out west. And it's just it's you're sitting there going, man. It like, oh no, we're here for you. No, they're not here for you. They don't care about you. Because if they were, they would have left. Let you keep the lights on, kept working to make a living. 
But if you're a big box store, you could keep the lights on. Yeah. You're essential. Yeah, that's how that works. Yeah. Yep. Essential, and uh, we've and got friends who are on your class. board, yeah. so I mean, we kind of need this to keep going. Still, one of my favorite pictures posted was a guy like in a Baskin Robbins like uh, mascot thing, and <laughs> it was him tweeting. He's like, I'm still not sure how I'm uh, essential, <laughs> like, he still had to work during COVID. <laughs> Well, ice cream is important. Yeah. Um, in fact, it sounds amazing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't need to tell you guys. Just, I mean, it, it, and it's sad. I, I really, I don't relish in the fact whatsoever that we're at a point in time, a point in the history of this once great country where you should question everything the government says and anything the government does. I don't like it. Oh, I, I don't like feeling that way. It's awful. <laughs> I, I questioned everything ever since, you know, ever since weapons of mass destruction, it has just gotten more and more and more. So the Kennedy assassination, CIA, Alan Dulles, the whole cabal of people, the moon landing. I'm even bringing that into question now. And Stanley Kubrick, you know, filming it. it you know what? It, you could call me a flat earther, conspiracy theorist or whatever, but I know a little bit about photography. When Neil Armstrong steps out of the lunar lander onto the surface of the moon, how in the fuck did the camera get the reverse angle? <laughs> <laughs> It's actually a great point. <laughs> um, it is a great point. Speaking of, there was a video this week. Do you see it? Putin was over, I forget where he was. He, it, was he in China? It, he was at like an AI summit or talking with some other leaders, and they were talking about, they were showing pictures and describing. Obviously, take it with a grain of salt because it's big state actors, it's our enemies talking about space in the U.S. landing. They're like, here's why this one was fake. And they were describing the picture. And AI, AI determined that pictures from our landing were fake. And then it was, I guess, Russia's or China's. That was whatever. Um, but it, it, it was an interesting take. And, and Putin was like, interesting. <laughs> he just was <laughs> taking it all in. Um, it also believed that the CIA killed Stanley Kubrick with an ice dart. You know about those guns, right? The I, ice I was bullet. never issued a uh, the ice <laughs> bullet. Yeah, never. I didn't train on those, um, so I can't. I can't speak to that. No, it's because your hands are too warm. You just melt the bullet. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's what they say. Got warm. Old, hands. old hot hands. Oh uh, my goodness! I I went down another rabbit hole last night. Have you ever heard of Operation Looking Glass? I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's for another time. Another time. <laughs> another time. Um, we're gonna, another time. Um, so, so Biden lies. KJP lies. They all lie. And when things go wrong and they're backed into a corner like KJP was, they, they are, you know, they, they lean on their just blame Trump. Like, what, what do I do in this situation? They're speaking. Ducey's talking facts. He's sharing the truth. What should I do? Blame Trump. Blame Trump. That's what they do, right? And that's what Chris Christie did here in, 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 in this interview on CNN where he talked about how Trump was responsible for the rise in anti-Semitism in this country. Take a listen. Governor, I want to ask about the spike in hate against Jews in the United States. You told The New York Times that you believe former President Donald Trump's, quote, intolerance for everybody has contributed to the surge in anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. How so? 
Well, look, when you show intolerance towards uh, everyone, which is what he does, um, you give permission as a leader uh, for others to have their intolerance come out. And so, uh, you know, intolerance towards anyone encourages intolerance towards everyone. And that's exactly what's going on here. Uh, and that's been going on for quite some time, not just with Donald Trump, but with university professors uh, on some of our, our, our most elite campuses in this country, with university administrators and presidents who have been unwilling to stand up against anti-Semitism uh, on their campuses, most particularly. And there should be no campus in this country where a Jewish student is afraid to leave their dorm, a Jewish student is afraid to go to their classes, a Jewish student is afraid to go to even have a meal in the dining hall. I mean, that is outrageous and it's wrong. I think governors in those individual states should be sending state police to make sure that they're protected on those campuses. Um, and we need to have university presidents who are willing to stand up and be counted against hate. And that's exactly what's going on here. We saw this display also at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Um, these are folks who are ignorant. And when they talk about intifada, my guess is two-thirds of them don't even know what intifada is. And if they did, they'd be ashamed of themselves for calling for the uh, elimination of the Jewish people around the world, which is what intifada is. And so, you know, in the end, um, look, I think that there have been a lot of people who contributed to it. And I believe Donald Trump's intolerant language and his intolerant conduct gives others permission to act the same. Okay. All right. He's uh, such a, a buffoon. He really is. He's absolutely a buffoon. But, he, you know— <laughs> And I, I don't, I, I don't get how he's still in this race. I don't get how he thinks he's relevant. I just don't get a lot about Chris. Well, Christie. he's in this race just to talk shit about Trump, and he's being propped up financially by Ron and McDaniel to do it. Yeah, yeah. And there, it, it, wait till they get to Iowa and watch all these big donors start backing Nikki Haley. Right. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. But I mean, he. I think you're right. I think it's going to happen. But the. He talks about, and he's not necessarily wrong in the sentiment that intolerance of anyone or everyone leads to just general intolerance across the board. That concept's not totally inaccurate. What's inaccurate is that he's saying that Trump is spreading intolerance towards everybody, which, which then does it. He, where, where's, where's Trump spreading intolerance? I just haven't seen that. He's... He's kind to minority communities. He's, kind, he's, he's, he's generally been really, really good to lots of Americans and lots of people everywhere. Democrats don't have anything. So whenever they want to vilify somebody, they always use the race card to do it and say, that person is a racist. That's, that's all they do. That's, all, that's the last arrow that they have in their quiver, and they always have to shoot that one. You want to talk about tolerance? Let's talk about Snoop Dogg's video where he you know, pretends to assassinate somebody that looks like Donald Trump. Right. Let's talk about Kathy Griffin and in, in the picture that she had of a severed head of Donald Trump. Let's Let's talk about the, uh, the the play in Central Park, the right. Shakespeare play, where it showed Donald Trump being killed every single night. Let's um, let's let's go to the media and have in the media repeating this: Donald Trump is a racist. He's doing this. He's he's a puppet of Putin. Let's talk about the tolerance there. There is no tolerance on the left. If you don't carry water for the regime and the party, and when I say party, I mean the uniparty, they will come and get you. You. And I can't say it enough. Chuck Schumer 
said it best when he said, if you go up against the Intel community, they have six ways to Sunday to get at you. Yep. And that's... Chilling remarks. Yes. Uh, that That's who runs the country. He said it himself on national television. So for, for anybody, especially this slob, uh, Chris Christie, talking about intolerance and Donald Trump breeding intolerance intolerance is has always been bred by the left yeah. that's what they they that's their go to if you if you have a, an opinion that's different than them then you're you're marked for some sort of punishment yeah and it's just really laughable that people like him go into that and also, not only Donald Trump, but look at the people who supported Donald Trump. Look what they were called. Basket of deplorables, racists, xenophobes, bigots. The, the list goes on and on and on. Those people are tired of being called names. And so, yeah, you know what? They're going to be a little bit more—they're going to be less tolerant— of Democrats and their opinions on things. They're going to be less tolerant of, you know, drag queen story hour. They're going to be less tolerant of, you know, pornographic, you know, graphic novels depicting porn inside schools. Right. They're going to be less tolerant of all of this because they've been pushed around by you communist fuckers. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And, and also the, the tricky thing with this is, is, the, the truth is always tricky for the left uh, because it's never on their side. History's never on their side when it comes to tolerance, diversity, segregate, any of those things. But then also the tricky thing is, 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 is people keep changing what words mean. So you get to, one, you're, you're the least tolerant people out there, as Tom just described. But you also have the added advantage of, of getting away with lies and being able to change what things mean. Well, it used to be you're not intolerant unless you meet this threshold. But now it's literally we don't like you because you don't play along with our, our game and our rules. So we've changed the term, and now it's a much broader thing that basically everything you say and do shows intolerance towards whatever. I mean, it, it, it's just that's the madness that's out there. Is speaking of terms that have changed, cultural Marxism is now changed in Wikipedia. It's now cultural Marxism conspiracy theory. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. um, well, and, and now there's people who on the left that won't even give conspiracy theorists the time of day. They're like anyone who says that. I don't even. I don't even want to talk with them anymore. Like. The government's doing fine. Everything's great. There's nothing that's going against us. And it, I would just think of that comedy routine that we showed where it's like, you think the government's out here batting a thousand? Like, <laughs> I got I got a kid. I lie to that guy all the time. You know, it's, I, it, it drives me crazy where it's anything that they don't agree with is now a conspiracy theorist. Oh, absolutely. And, and, that's, that's and, it's like, and I don't have the time of day for you anymore. Bye. Yeah. You're done. <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> Let's uh, let's talk Ireland here for a little bit. All right. Um, so there's a lot going on there. One, just as a side point, you you had uh, a, a girl returned, and you had the, the prime minister, which we'll get to this here in a second. But you had the prime minister, and there's no clip for this or anything. Disco. Oh, okay. But you, you Leo uh, Varadkar. I don't know how you say the name. Uh, don't care. Uh, not my prime minister. We don't even have a prime minister. But was talking about how um, this one girl had been returned, right? And there, he said, this is a day of enormous joy and relief for Emily Hand and her family 
an innocent child who was lost has now, keyword lost, yeah. has now been found and returned, and we breathe a massive sigh of relief. Our prayers have been answered. That, that statement right there, using the word lost, is why so many liberal, they're not even liberals, so many of these leftist politicians are so roundly despised by everybody because they just flat out lie. They want to try and put a different spin on history and they're doing it right before your eyes and people like us, other people, when they hear this, I just have a visceral amount of hatred towards somebody that is trying to convince me of something else. Yeah. It's like, you know, she was at the mall with her parents and got separated. And then, you know, a, a kindly old man found her and brought her to the security office where she was reunited with her parents. Yeah. Yeah. They're not talking about how she died in the arms of her father. And then because Hamas shot her and then went over to a neighbor's house where everybody in that house was kidnapped and taken somewhere. Right. Yeah. I may be thinking of the wrong girl. Well, uh, so, Con Con so, sorry. So Conor, Conor McGregor responded to this and was like, she was abducted by an evil terrorist organization. What's with you and your government and your paid-for media affiliates constantly downplaying, attempting to repress horrific acts that happened to children? You're disgraced. The day after stabbing of children in Ireland, not one paper had it on their front door. Uh, we will not forget. people. So people calling him out for using that term. Um, but let's let's move on to the stabbing because the stabbing has caused quite the uproar in Ireland, to and, say the least. And it's, it's caused for Conor McGregor to be investigated for hate speech. Yes, he has. So all this kind of ties in, right? Because, and, and you got to go back because there's a, a, a migration, immigration problem happening there like there is across the world. And it was an Algerian, right? Yeah. An Algerian migrant who stabbed this little girl. And you've had all, all, all other spikes in crime, all of that. And what's happening, and literally just now, I mean, as, as well, I, I just saw it now. It happened earlier in the day in, in, in Ireland. But you had someone talking about how, this is a quote, I really would ask people to try and avoid connecting crime with migration. It's not right. <laughs> but and yet it is yeah it, it is it's not right because it doesn't fit our narrative yes so they've 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 come up with all this stuff right and there's all this this bill going through where they want to pass a bill and, and they want hate speech legislation put forward this is um you know what let's hate speech is censorship they right. want censorship pushed forward because they're opposed to anybody that has a different opinion and especially if your opinion is the truth right. they have censor they want censorship toward the truth we're seeing this across the world right now it's amazing that there's a war on truth right now yeah no there absolutely is and you're right hate speech is in most cases censorship because that's that's all i mean what they're trying to say here is reality migrants who shouldn't be here a problem that has spiraled out of control there and elsewhere are are causing violence and unrest in our cities and, and on our streets 
leading to the stabbing of a young girl. And you can't say that it's because of how we're handling migration, or you can't say that it's these people who came in who are not part of our community who did this, they're the problem, because that hurts feelings and that goes against the narrative of what we're doing to kind of overhaul populations across the country. You can't do that, so we're gonna call any, any response or any discussion of this stabbing of this little girl and why it happened hate speech, or anything that we prescribe or, or decide is, is outside of our narrative, hate speech, and you've got this, Literally, I mean, this this is it's ca it, the situation on the ground there is causing uh, madness, and then so is it's it's all exacerbated. There's gas being poured on the fire because of this bill going through. But here's here's Ireland's Green Party Senator Pauline O'Reilly who says in this statement, listen to this because this is the view of so many officials across the globe right now who says your rights are restricted, and and here's why. When you think about it, all law. All legislation is about the restriction of freedom. That's exactly what we're doing here, is we are restricting freedom, but we're doing it for the common good. You will see throughout our constitution, yes, you have rights, but they are restricted for the common good. Everything needs to be balanced. And if your views on other people's identities go to make their lives unsafe, insecure and cause them such deep discomfort that they cannot live in peace, then I believe that it is our job as legislators to restrict those freedoms for the common good. No. Just <laughs> the greater good. Absolutely not. I mean, <laughs> whenever any of these communists say the greater good or the common good, that's just uh, that's communism. That's, what, that's yeah. what they're advocating for. No, you, you literally it, it's not free. We're, we're, we're talking. She's talking about restricting freedom for the common good. That goes along with like words like collective. Whenever I hear the word collective, I don't want any part of what you're saying. I don't want to listen to you. As soon as that word comes out of your filthy sewer, you're dead to me. Yeah. <laughs> you're <filthy> sewer. <laughs> you, you can't. I mean, you, you're either free or you're not. Yeah. And it's it's the same. I mean, we experienced it here with COVID, the whole world did with COVID and with the rules and with the vaccines and with all of that stuff. It's all about the common good. This is let's just do this. Do this for your neighbor. Do this for your community. We'll give you your freedom back. Two weeks to flatten the curve. Yeah. And and what happens? It doesn't come back. Once you give up your freedom, you never get it back. You might get it back in it, what seems like a portion of it, but you don't get all of it back. And then the next time it goes away, even if you don't agree to give it away, then you get less back and then you give it back and it, it, you get where I'm going. All of a sudden, and then all of a sudden you have none. Right. You, 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 you can't play this game. This is such a dangerous game. And they're smart because they always do it this way. This is for the common good. What would this person do? H how would you feel if you were in this situation? Well, that situation's shitty. It sucks. I hate it. I hate it for those people, those people. But you know what? Still not giving up my freedom. Still not giving up my guns. Still not giving up this because if you give them anything, they will take all of it. And they're making some pretty serious headway right now. Right. What she's explaining, and we talk about, you know, we just talked about the uh, digital gulag. Just look at it like this. Look at, like, you're living in a house that has a massive lawn, and, and you're a dog in this house, and you have a shock collar on, and there's an invisible fence around your lawn. You can run out as far as you want to go. But you'll get shocked before you can get reach the street and then take off on down the road to see what's down there. Right. 
And then eventually what the owner's going to do is pull the electronic fence back so you're closer to the house. And so now you're three quarters of the way, you know, a third of the way back to the house through the yard. Then you're halfway back. Then you're, you know, to the front porch. So now you can come out of the house. You can step on the front porch. You can see the road. You can see where you want to run to, but you can't get there because you're going to get shocked. That's exactly what the government is, is doing to you through the digital gulag that they're putting us all in. I love that you've had some new terms that you've kind of come up with this week. <laughs> yeah. It's always a surprise. You, you, you come, you sit down for the show, and it's like, well, let's see what comes out of Tom's mouth tonight. <laughs> and it's usually great stuff. I say that in a good way. Uh, digital gulag. I love uh, it. You just reminded me of growing up, there was a beagle in our neighborhood that they had the shock collar, but it got used to it. So it would just be out roaming. You'd be in, you'd just hear it, <laughs> and the dog's just out there just walking hey, everything's Randy, fine hey, Rick. and you'd feel bad because you're like and you'd see him like he'd be twitching every time it would shock him but he was just like i'm on my walk like yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that's where we are right now we're all these beagles getting twitched and going you know what i'm used to it i'm gonna keep going but eventually they're gonna start you know amping up the voltage yeah and pulling you back yeah uh, well, so they're, they're talking about this bill. There's all of this stuff going through, trying to pass hate speech, you know, and Conor McGregor, again, is, is, is a victim of all of this um, for just speaking common sense. But obviously goes without saying, this is a dangerous situation there. These are dangerous times for all of us everywhere. Uh, I mean, think about this. We, we talked about it. Maybe it was yesterday. I don't remember now. I guess it was because we were off last week. But we went from stand with the Jews and stand with our good ally Israel to now it's all about supporting the opposite. We're supporting Hamas and Palestine as a country. Not us here, obviously. But, like, everything just flipped. I mean, it just it just all is flipping so damn fast. Osama bin Laden became a sympathetic character two weeks ago. Oh, that letter that you were talking about, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and TikTok, it was all over the place. And people were like, well, maybe Osama was on to something. What? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, not confirmed that it was a real letter. But yeah. it doesn't have to be. Yeah, no. That's people, the thing. It doesn't have to be real in this day and age. People just have to believe it. Yeah, yeah. they just have to believe it. And and they go along with it. And gosh, I was really wanting today to be a more uplifting day. <laughs> Do we get Rubens? Last night. Gosh, Rubens would be. Who delivers Rubens at night? I feel like diners are more like Ruben kind of places. We need to find a night Reuben. Arby's, Arby's has Reuben. No, it's got to yeah, I'm just saying. You can do saying. better. Yeah, yeah. I love Arby's, but yeah. when it's yeah. a Reuben, it's got to come from a diner. A diner. We should just start a like Reuben a, diner. A like Reuben's only. Signs. You know what we're going to call it? Reuben's. Reuben's. <laughs> Founded or created by, we talked about this earlier today, Reuben Gorshenschlagen friggin' uh, uh, Borodovsky. I think you're right. Reuben something out of Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, we were talking about, because we were talking about Ireland, we were, you know, before the show, we were talking about Irish food and what their sandwiches are. The Reuben is... You usually see it at an Irish pub. Yeah. Yeah. But it's... it's Reuben Kolakowski. Kolakowski. Schlangenfrugen. But then it was uh, Charles Schimmel. Who added yeah. the Swiss cheese in the Thousand Island, yeah. which is which, a key part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it all happened in America. That's our sandwich, Yeah, bitches. so now when we say let's have American food, it's not a cheeseburger. It's a Reuben. Yeah. Yep. 
Irish taking credit for the Reuben. Sons of bitches. Sons of bitches. Okay. Let's get to, uh, before we go to a, a quick break here, let's get to question of the day. And it's this. There's obviously all this January 6th footage out there now. More and more kind of coming out. We've probably done a similar question to this in the past, but I just want to talk about it since since you're seeing more and more of it. And obviously, it's very vindicating for most people who were there that day and damning for the left. The whole the reason the fact that it was held this long is damning in, in, in its own right. But here's my question. Do you think the January 6th footage that's out there now will change anything? It's out there. Some people are seeing it. Some people are talking about it. But do you think it changes anything in terms of the national dialogue surrounding the events of that day? Let us know. Again, do you think the footage that's out there from January 6th will change the national dialogue or anything on that front? Send your responses in. We'll talk about ours. Um, all of that right after a quick break. Interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Dial 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now, 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now. 833-287-2465. Act swiftly. 833-287-2465. Never miss an episode and experience the best live in-show engagement with Drew and the crew on Rumble. Be sure to subscribe to Drew's channel to be notified each time he goes live for the best commentary, the best skits, and outstanding guests on the issues that matter to you. You can do so on the Rumble app by searching Drew Berquist, then click subscribe, or by visiting rumble.com forward slash Drew Berquist on your web browser. My business partner Jim and I uh, started Thistle Creek Reserve because we wanted to bring glory to God. We want to be Christ-centered seven days a week, 365 days a year. Our coffee is produced all around the world, some from Papua New Guinea, South America, and Guatemala, Brazil, for example. Beyond the Cup is its our life motto. It's our way to give back, and it's, for us, our charitable partners. Uh, we partner with the Tim Tebow uh, Okoa Philippi Project to help rescue women and children from sex trafficking. Uh, we partner with Seamark Ranch, a uh, foster care community to help show the love of Christ to children uh, who've really just been abandoned by their families. 
One of the things that we do is we go back and we support the missionaries that we help get our coffee from so that they can build churches and uh, schools and hospitals and dig wells so that everybody has fresh and clean water. We stand on core conservative Christian values and we will never shy away from that. But that doesn't mean that we don't love our friends that are across the aisle. We love them all. We want to serve good coffee to them all. And we want them to know that there's somebody who might not think like they do, that's willing to love them anyway and have a conversation with them. I'm excited to announce that we're bringing back our best offer ever on our original My Slippers. You save $90 a pair with your promo code. And now My Slippers come in even more sizes smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new styles and colors. Get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. What makes My Slippers different is my exclusive four layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make Make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve stress on your feet. I'm so confident that you and everyone you know are going to love my slippers that I'm extending my 60-day money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024, making them the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save $90. That's only $49.98 a pair. Quantities won't last long, so please order now. Welcome back, folks. Reminder question of the day was, do you think with the January 6th footage that's out there now, getting released, being discussed on social media, that's about it, do you think it's going to change anything? Do you think it changes the dialogue surrounding the events of that day? Keep sending your responses in. By the way, hit that like button if you have not already. Make sure you're subscribed here on the channel, ideally here on rumble, rumble.com forward slash Drew Berquist. But wherever you are, if you're on YouTube, make sure you do it there. Hit that bell icon so you get notified. If you're on Facebook, you know how to hit the buttons there. Wherever you are, hit that positive button. Make sure you're subscribed or following the page and then keep engaging in the chat. Uh, Tom, do you think... That anything changes with this footage? No. I think if you believe that what happened on January 6th was an insurrection, you want it to be an insurrection. Just as you, if you watch the footage of Derek Chauvin, you believe that Derek Chauvin killed St. Floyd. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm on the same page. I mean, they've learned a lot in the last few years with all these things. Like, as long as the mainstream media propaganda machine just keeps pushing it out, people are going to believe it. 
So it doesn't matter. Like I was saying, like the people who on the left now that they're like, if they don't agree with you, it's a conspiracy theory and you're wrong. And because you're trying to, you know, that didn't actually happen. Same thing with COVID. There's people who still believe they need to get the vaccine. Why? Because Fauci told them because the news is telling them. Okay, what about all the people? What about all the people who've died from getting, you know, or, or injured for the? Oh no, 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 that's you can, no, no, that's a conspiracy. That that didn't happen. Okay. Okay. So no, I feel like this footage is going to do nothing. People are going to see it and they're be like, still an insurrection, like Tom's saying. Yeah, I, I guess it was actually kind of a bad question of the day because I think most of the answers coming in. Percentage-wise, you know, and us, it's just, it's just no, it's not going to. There's people who want it to, and I look, we all would love it to, but it's not about what we want or what is even. It's just what's going to happen, and I, I think it doesn't really change a whole lot. Um, I wish it would. You would think that video evidence is pretty hard to argue against, and yet it's 2023 in America, almost 2024, which is crazy, just crazy. Where, where did the year go? I don't know. I don't know. Well, it just, I mean, it did what every year does. Yeah. I guess each day passes, and then the next month, and then I'm figuring Wait, out. is that how that works? Yes, that's that's what I've been told. Okay. I'm learning it with my youngest daughter. Um, that's got to be fun. Yeah. No, she. I think she kind of gets it now. More than you, or? Well, all my kids are smarter than me. Let's be <laughs> honest, the bar's pretty, pretty low. Some of you trolls are like, I knew it. I knew he was an idiot. I've been telling you been telling you i just love talking to your son and then it's just like you the one time we asked him like what's the name of this bird that looks like this and he just like blurted out a name and then we googled it we're like yeah he's absolutely right like, like the <laughs> like the genus name yeah. like, <laughs> where did you come from <laughs> he's like I, I asked him how'd you know he goes i read it once i'm like oh good yeah he's he's something else he, he's a smart kid um Okay, real quick, before I want to talk Mandalay Bay, I want to talk a couple other things. This came in earlier today. You probably saw it on social media, but uh, Hunter Biden has agreed to testify um, <laughs> in front of the House Oversight Committee, should that be needed or required. Um, and some people were excited about it, but guys, come on. Seriously. First of all, do you think he's going to say anything? Answer is no. And all this will be is another political theater event where conservatives, some of them wanting to do the right thing, but at the at the end, the net result will be them getting some talking points and some sound bites for their campaign. The left chiding the right for dragging a troubled son through the mud on all of this stuff, and nothing will happen, right? I mean, I'm not losing no. my mind here. I mean, this is literally, I can tell you right now, don't waste your time. Don't send your aides to get coffee and snacks for you that morning. Just don't do it. It's not, it's not even worth it. And well, you should want justice. Of course I want justice. But have you looked around? Do you see justice happening anywhere? No. So let's just, let's just not pretend. I just am so sick of people pretending and being like, today's the day. Things are going to get better next week. And I'm not trying to say that to ruin your Christmas and be like, everything sucks. I'm just saying the opposite. Like, don't expect much from this. Go live it up. Have some 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 peppermint mochas, some hot cider, and soak up time with your family. Watch Christmas movies. Do things that actually are rewarding and like create memories. Don't expect any of this stuff to go anywhere positive because it's not going to. 
No, it never does. And Republicans always go through this theater of, oh, we're going to, you know, have a hearing. We're going to bring them in, put them under oath. <laughs> what does that right. do? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? What's his name? Um, Stedman. The, when, when Stedman lied and was found in contempt of con Congress and just, you know, was able to skate. And when I say Stedman, I mean, yeah, I'm referring to Stedman, uh, Oprah's uh, boyfriend, but he okay. looks like um, Eric Holder. And when Eric Holder skated, you know, after being held in contempt, it was like, well, what are you going to do to me? Nothing. Right. And that kind of set the bar. It's like, it's all just, uh, you know, and, and, you know, God bless Comer for, you know, finding this trail of, you know, this paper trail of, you know, the Biden corruption and this and that. But everyone's known about it. You know, it, it, big deal. Nothing's going to happen. You know, nothing's going to happen except you are going to be able, Comer, be able to raise money for your reelection based on going after the Biden right. family corruption. Yeah. And it puts us right back to square one. <laughs> yeah. But it is so rem remarkable. I mean, literally people here, and I'm not saying you folks in the audience, this is a very smart and, and intellectually engaged and, and intelligent audience, but most people out there hear terms like oath, under oath, subpoenaed, and they're like, yeah. Like, literally all we got to do is like say legal terms and you get excited, like, like, Simmer, simmer down. That's how you get pregnant. Getting that excited that fast about things. It's 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 ridiculous. Well, first of all, you have to have some sort of, you have to have some sort of conscience to be able to like take an oath and like and, for, and you have to believe in God too, which I don't believe that anybody who's been called in front, especially on the Democrat side, believes in God. So it, it, for them to like take any kind of an oath when you don't believe in a higher power in God. Uh, um, it doesn't matter what you say. You can lie all you want because the oath means nothing. Nothing nothing that we have in this country, Constitution, Declaration of Independence, any of it matters to the left. They hate all of it. And so for them to, to be able to openly lie about things, they're totally fine with it. And the Republicans are totally fine with openly lying about things. You know, Mitt Romney's a classic example of that. Adam Kinzinger, another classic example of it. They they lie with impunity because they just don't care. They don't care. Yeah. So encouraging. Could you imagine if they let Hunter do like a line of coke before he goes up to testify? They oh, get he a, probably will. They get a lot. Yeah. <laughs> just to get the media talking and get the right fired up about, oh, look at Hunter's all coked up and everything. And the left going, no, he wasn't. You know, you're just talking. You're picking on Joe's little son. And, you know, children are off limits. And totally skirted around the fact that Hunter's a 55-year-old man. Right. <laughs> or, or if, or you know, the judge wants to get answers. The judge pulls out a bag and, like, <laughs> credit card and is like, all right, so while you're up here, we're going to give let you do some of this, but you have to talk. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, come on, you'd get answers from him probably. His lawyer team would be like, don't do it. And he'd be like, he'd be like, do it? No, yes? No? <laughs> they found a baggie of cocaine in the library at the White House. <laughs> the Secret Service says they have biological evidence IDing the person who it is, and nothing has been done. Do you really think somebody rocking up at a congressional hearing, anything's going to change? Yeah, yeah, no. Nope. Sure don't. I sure don't. I wish I did, but I, I don't. Um <sighs> 
just don't. Uh, let's let's play. So there's a new uh, a new clip circulating. We all remember the the Mandalay Bay sh shooting. It, just a straight up massacre. You've got my boy L. Dean up there playing on stage, and then chaos ensues. One of the most horrific events in in U.S. history. Really, really was um, just an awful night. But it which which by the way. <laughs> just went away in terms of discussion and narrative. No big deal. Let's move on from it. Let's not worry about solving this case or anything. Let's just let it kind of go by the wayside. But there's some new footage circulating out there that shows something pretty interesting. Let's take a look. This is from a, a uh, Las Vegas cab driver, which you can see at the top of the clip here. And then we'll look at it, then we'll discuss. Everybody's just standing around. It doesn't seem like anybody's uh, moving. It, it seems like it's coming. What happened, man? The base driver? What happened? Full shots fired. They don't even know the details yet. I just talked to Metro over here at the airport. They're still it's getting the details, but there's multiple injuries. You guys, there's, and, uh, there's a shots fired. That's all they're telling me. They're not telling me anything other than that. They just said stay away from there. Uh, they're shutting the whole This is crazy. I don't know. Stephen Paddock, the guy who we think, or is, we're told is the shooter, was on the 32nd floor. Way up there. Yes. You, you can remember the broken window and the shots coming from it. I think most people have that visual then. Then you have this video that shows, apparently, shots coming from the second and the fourth floor, which, with the, the some of the wounds that, that people down at the concert um, received— the, the shooting from the second and fourth floor elevation would line up with the wound entry on some of these people better than the 32nd floor. Huh. And we've never heard about a second shooter. Or a third Again, shooter. Or a potential third shooter. Again, we've never really heard anything else at, at all when it comes to We this. don't even really know who Stephen Paddock is. Right. You know, we just have this random footage of him bringing up luggage carts by himself, which is weird. I've stayed at Mandalay Bay, and they've got unions there, you know, for the bellman and the doorman. The the cart is a part of what the bellman uses. That That's like, you know, that would be like, like hiring a, a plumber in, you know, in— you taking the plumber's snake and snaking the toilet yourself, you just don't do that. Right. You know, you don't take—that's how a bellman makes their money. So for him to have access to a cart all by himself in that hotel is really strange. And 
there's just a lot of weird things that are going on with it. Like I said, we don't really, they never painted a picture of who Stephen Paddock is. You know, he was just kind of this weird, shadowy figure that was in the real estate business, was retired, was, you know, a, a hobbyist gambler, had a Filipino wife, not sure if they were actually really married. She had access to his money. She was questioned by the FBI, and then she was able to fly it to the Philippines. We've never heard from her ever again. Right. And so now this video emerges. Could it be a reflection? You know, could it be a re you know on the the second and fourth floor? Could it be a reflection of the thirty second floor? It could be, but I can't remember. It's been a while since I've been to Las Vegas. Of what's directly across the street? If there's another hotel where a, a, a reflection could bank off it, you know, back to the Mandalay Bay. Yeah. But it's odd though. One of the reasons why I question this is is there was never any talk about, you know, any kind of holes or um, broken windows on the second and fourth floor. That's not to say that it didn't happen. Um, but it's just it, all of this, the, this whole story is odd and has always been odd from the very beginning. No, it has been. And so now this just this just adds to it, and a lot of people in my community are fired up about this. <laughs> I love that. There was lots of great comments. I never really went back and addressed them last night, but there was lots of great comments last night. My people, my community, they, no, I, they loved it. I just had to look it up just by the like, because I, I, I was there recently. There's really nothing across the street um, now. I don't know if there was then. That was like a, a hotel. It's right. just so, open I land mean, over there because it's towards the end of the strip. You know, it's yeah. To me, it looks like you know a muzzle flash from a wet. It looked like a muzzle flash from there. Like yeah. it looked like a legit yeah. one. I, 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 you know, I don't know. I mean, this is the first time seeing it. But not second time, but you know, I, I saw it leading up to this. But um, but it's 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 a new take on things, new possible information. But here's the biggest, my, my big problem with this, with the, the bombing in Nashville, with the- The, the Christmas day bombing. Yeah, the Christmas day bombing there, with the, the, the attempted bombing of the, you know, political headquarters in DC on January 5th, with the election, with COVID, with anything, fill in the blank with any of the crazy stuff that's happened in our country the last several years. It's just that you're not allowed to ask questions. I, I just, I don't like that. I, and I'm not like a guy who's like, I, I'm not some investigative journalist. I don't want to be that way. I'll, I'm inquisitive to a certain point and then I'm satisfied. But you can't even ask the surface level questions. You have stories that are huge, such as this one, that just disappear. And then you bring it up. It's like, we don't talk about that. It's a, you, if, and if you do, you're a conspiracy theorist. Like, no, I'm not asking, you know, crazy conspiracy aspects of this. I literally just would like to, I'm, I'm morbidly curious, who was this guy? Why did this happen? And, and moreover, why did it just go away? Because, and that's what's so remarkable. And that's what shows how little these people value American people and, and, and our country as a whole is things come up and they deliberately, even if, Look, even if there was, <clears throat> it makes it look nefarious, obviously, when you make it go away. But even if there was good reason, you have to understand when you just tuck something under and make it go away and then don't let people talk about it, you have to understand the optics on that. Yeah. Most people, left, right, center, are going to be like, that's kind of odd. And, 
and and yet that's just the norm now like that is literally the normal in our country just lie to them put it over here and never talk about it again originally las vegas metro is investigating this crime the fbi comes in sheriff lombardo turns it over to the fbi he comes out with the fbi's findings case closed right all of a sudden sheriff lombardo becomes the governor of Nevada. Right. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A little too good to be true. Too good to be true. There's another story on that we're going to get to actually here in a second. Before we do, though, let's let's talk Israel. Let's pivot. Uh, We'll come back to, to the Las Vegas shooting at another day in time. But you had John Kirby... Talking about the hostage situation that's going on, there obviously ceasefire. Some some discussion earlier in reports that Hamas broke the ceasefire and that there were some detonations and some things going on. But there's supposed to be this ceasefire and hostage release ongoing right now. Israel has said that, hey, as soon as this is done, we're going to get back to whooping your ass. Um, but... John Kirby said uh, on the White House lawn that he, <laughs> as it pertains to all of this, that he hopes that Hamas will do the right thing. The Qataris have made the point that they negotiate with the political wing of Hamas. What assurances do you have that that can actually get done, that there is contact with the other groups, that there's ability to get those prisoners in hand for any swaps? Well, that's going to be up to Hamas, Phil. I mean, they, uh, uh, these groups are operating in Gaza. Uh, we know they have some connectivity with them. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting there's some sort of strong chain of command here, uh, but clearly Hamas, uh, they, they would know how to get a hold of these groups uh, and to get additional hostages released from these groups if it's within their, you know, if, if they believe uh, that, they, uh, that they want to do that. So, again, we're, we're hoping that they'll do the right thing here, identify additional hostages, and help get them released. This is the problem with Democrat-run governments and leadership, and, and, and Republicans, too. I'm not, again, if you believe there's a Republican Party and an actual opposition party, bless your heart. Um, but, but particularly when, when these guys are in you know, leadership roles on paper, is you get things like this. You get weakness. You get everyone taking advantage of, of, of America being down. And then you have responses like this that make perfect sense for them. You're, you, what you just said is we're hoping that Hamas, a vile, sick, sadistic terror group whose goal is to wipe Israel and Jews off of the face of the earth, will do the right thing. That's not a good policy. Well, we're just going to hope in this case, our hands are tied, that these terrorists do the right thing because they're they're decent people just fighting for something they believe is right. No, you can't have that, man. This this whole thing, I'm telling you, it's so but I had to show that clip just because that's just so perfect for for the way that this particular regime and ones before it look at these situations and look at groups like this. Like, well, it's the same like. Pedophiles are just misunderstood. Ah, give the terrorists a chance. Hopefully they'll do the right thing. When have terrorists done the right thing? <laughs> Name a time. Kirby did this right here. Pass it. That's it. Yeah. Just totally pass the buck to Hamas, a terrorist organization. This is like when we were told that the Taliban is providing security around Karzai Airport in Afghanistan. Yes. Yeah. 
I'm sure this will go fine. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Our sworn enemies who we've been killing for 20 years yeah. are in charge of security, and we're passing them intelligence. No big deal. And in the meantime, you know, the Taliban outside of the airport are grabbing women, putting guns to their heads, and blowing their brains all over the fucking trunks of cars, trying to get the Marines to fight. Those are the people that our government right now, the Biden regime, put in charge of security. While he was, while they were like, you know what? If you're an American trying to get to the airport, we suggest that you shelter in place because we can't come get you. Yeah. In the meantime, you had. And, you know, British SAS operators scouring Kabul, getting their people, having gunfights on the way back to the airport to get them to freedom, where we were just like, you know what? Sorry. You know, why don't you, like, try and catch a cab, maybe? Yeah. Hope this works out for you. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers with you. Thoughts and prayers with you. Um, <clears throat> no, it, it, absolutely. Well, we, you know, we've got American hostages who are still there. Of the first 20, I think there was zero that were released. But there was, as this continues to, to go on, an American girl who was released, and the left and others are celebrating it. I'm just pulling up the name here. Uh, Abigail Moore Edan's family um, is, is the one who's, uh, Abigail Moore Edan, excuse me, is the name. But she was released in their celebration about it. And to be very clear up front, there should be celebration that Abigail was released and is safe and free. She's a child, never should have been in this situation in the first place. But there's context that you need to understand about this story. So celebrate it. Little girl, okay, safe, good. We should all, not her fault who, who uh, her family is, who her extended family is. Just good that she's safe. But this little girl, Abigail's aunt, you know who it is? It's Liz Hirsch. That, does that name sound familiar? Because we've talked about her before. She's an L.A. real estate mogul who bought one of Hunter Biden's paintings for 20 bucks. Just kidding. It was $1.3 million. <laughs> and then six months later, was given a position within the government, a title. We should say, not necessarily a position. Yeah, like cultural attache to Greece. Yes. <laughs> you guys, again, glad that she's okay. But as, as people are scared to death, family members on their knees praying, which you should be, lean on him, not our government, to fix things. You, you've got one of the very few that have been rescued who just so happen— to be a big-time inner circle Biden donor political elite figure, and it's her niece. It's her niece who was rescued. I mean, such you, a coincidence. You, I, you can't make this shit up. Yeah, and it's not like, you know, she's also a huge donor to the California Democrat Party, and I'm sure to the National Democrat Party as well. But she's involved in one of the greatest in-your-face money laundering operations that we're seeing in the U.S., and that's Hunter Biden's artwork. Yeah. And she's buying it, so she gets this job title. Right. And then all of a sudden, her niece is released, the first one released. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You know, I feel bad for the rest of the Americans who have family that are hostages who aren't art collectors. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I mean, that that's, 
we always talk about how, you know, there are two different countries, you know, there's two different sets of laws for people if you're on one side or the other. There's, there's two different priority sets, too, if you're a hostage. Have you given money to the Biden family? Oh, you have? Okay. Well, we're going to work to get your person out. The rest of you, you know, Shlomo Horowitz, uh, you know, and Murray Feingold, yeah, I'm sorry. You're, you're going to have to wait. Yeah. You're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's the, I mean, the lesson is buy Hunter's artwork and, and, you're going to get yourself it'll expedite, it'll yeah. expedite your hostage if, situation. If, yeah. You know, if you're just, you know, some poor farmer that's living on a kibbutz and you don't know anybody, you're, you're done. You know, you, you may, your your family may end up, you know, having your body repatriated to the United States. Yeah. Speaking of just ridiculous things, this has no connection to it whatsoever. But, you know, if you, if you... You want to protect yourself. You, you you play along with the other team, right? In this case, you buy Hunter's artwork. If you want to get into the country, you just come across the border. You want to do all that stuff. I'm talking to another Afghan I know who's talking about another Afghan that I kind of know who's was – anyways, I'm getting this update, and um, – Apparently, some more family members joined him in America. Good guy, guy who came here, did stuff for us. Glad he's here. Oh, that's awesome. How did how did that work? You know, you know how it worked. <laughs> he got him to Mexico, and they came across. <laughs> like perfect. perfect. Okay. You know, good for them. Good for your family members. Welcome. Bad for our country. I mean, your your people just. But it's like this is how ridiculous is this. That we've got, you know, people we we did support, should have supported, some of the ones that we got out. That's great. We should have. I, You know my stance on that. They did more than most Americans do. I'm glad they're here. I'm glad that we did it. I'm glad that it worked out, obviously, in, in our family's case for Shafi. And it, but, so you know my stance on all of that. But a lot of the family members got totally screwed. And we didn't do the right thing there. And it, you know, whatever. Is what it is, but it's just so back asswards that it's like, you know, that was my backup plan too. Like, if we can't get him here for whatever reason, Shafi, like, we'll get him somewhere else, and then we'll get him to the border, and we'll get him across. Like, like, and and there's really you don't even feel like you're breaking the law anymore. Like, I was willing to do whatever to help, but you don't even feel like you are anymore. It's like, well, that's just normal. Like, yeah, it's open. Just. <laughs> All you gotta do is get there, and then you're easy. fine. Yeah, and then you're fine. Yeah, there, it, it, you're right. It doesn't seem like we have laws anymore. I mean, the, there was no Black Friday footage because everyone's just stealing what they want whenever they want. Right. So sales, it doesn't matter. Right. You don't have to line up at four in the morning to go get a flat screen TV. Just go in whenever you want and take it. Yeah, exactly. But, but, take but, two. But I did, I did hear reports that this was the lowest Black Friday in sales they've had in a long time. Hmm. And the, wonder why. And they and, and, and someone was saying, I wonder why. And it was like, oh, it must be because you know they were just overfed and they were tired. And it was like, no, it's because the economy's down. No one has money yeah. to buy extra stuff right now. That whole Build Back Better thing's not working <laughs> like, too well. It's not. Um, it's just not. Um, okay. 
sticking with Israel, or we've kind of going back to Israel, shall I say, because we left it for a second there to talk about borders and Black Friday. You had uh, Elon Musk. We talked about yesterday was over there, met with Netanyahu, toured some of those villages that were just just awful, horrific things happened uh, in those places. But then he sat down with President Herzog, and he he talked about here, you know. I think you're going to like him more. He talked about there's no choice, he said, I think, but to kill those who want to murder civilians. Take a listen to, to his, his take on what's happening over there. It was uh, certainly been um, a day, I would say an emotionally difficult day uh, to see the places where people were murdered. I just did a talk with the, pr the prime minister, and um, I think there's... I mean, obviously, there are three things that need to happen in the Gaza situation. I mean, there's no choice but to kill those who insist on murdering civilians. There's no exactly. choice. Um, they're not going to change their mind. But And then the second thing is to change the, the education so that a new generation of, of murderers is not trained to be murderers. And then, the, and then the third thing, which is also very important, is to try to build prosperity. Okay, so the third thing, absolutely, that always helps. The first thing, absolutely, <clears throat> you do vile things, you face vile consequences. Those people who did it should be killed, rooted out. The second thing's going to be tough. It's smart if you could change that starting at the ground up, but that is the perpetual cycle of extremism and terrorism is you never really can root that out because it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's an ideology. It's... It's a way of life for them, and you can't go in. It's not like going in. We can fix, if, if people wanted to, if politicians in America wanted to, we could fix our inner cities really pretty quick. You can't go into Gaza or the Fatah in Pakistan or any of these places and be like, you know what, we're going to just get rid of terrorism. We're going to change it. We're going to get rid of the madrasas. Wrap it up. <laughs> we're going to teach something different. We're going to hand out coloring books and, 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 and radically overhaul how all this happens. It's, it's not that easy. And teach gender queer theory. Yeah. <laughs> Which you know they're trying to do. We did send money to Pakistan for that. But, uh, gender studies, right? Yeah, gender yeah. studies. But which is, which is just cover for all the different alphabet crap that happens there. But yeah. You can't, that, that part's tough to do. But I, I like that he's gone there. Obviously, again, as we talked about yesterday, there's a PR incentive for him to do this with the stuff that he's going through, Elon Musk, that is. But I like his take. I like his take. These people need to be killed. They did this. <laughs> Let's do it. I love that you've got a, a big tech. I, I tell you, Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey would never weigh in and be like, we should go kill those motherfuckers. That, you wouldn't hear that from them. I like that Elon said it. <laughs> Somehow I knew you would like that he said that. <laughs> Everyone has their love language. Exactly. And violence is yours. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, he, he's saying exactly what he feels. And he, uh, this is uh, it's a, a very complex situation, but it's actually... Uh, not that complex. You have w one side that wants to totally murder the other side. <laughs> it's not the, the political issue is complex. Yeah. The the actual the actual conflict right now that we're talking about, and the conflict that's gone on forever, 
is one side trying to preserve life and the other trying to take it. And then when you have an event like this, it's really just, okay, line up. Let's see who wins. Right. And they keep talking about a two-state solution, and it's been tried multiple times. We've gone through the timeline of how many times it's been tried, and it's obvious one side, the Palestinians, do not want a two-state solution. So if that is your baseline, you have nowhere to go from there. Yeah. No, you have nowhere to go. I don't Look, I don't want it anymore. I wasn't necessarily ever on board with it. I, I've, I've never thought it was possible. I don't think it's possible now. So let's just move on from that conversation and get to the fighting and figure out what we're going to do. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and people are like, that's awful. And it's not that simple. Well, it really is because you can't fix it. So what are we going to do here? Sit around and have tea and baklava? No, that's not going to happen. So <laughs> fix it. Fix it the way you got to fix it. Baklava does sound good, though. Sounds I think like you uh, carve out, you know, several square miles of Jordan and make that Palestine. <laughs> See how quickly the Jordanians bomb the shit out of it. Yeah. They would love that. <laughs> yeah. Say say what? <laughs> um, <clears throat> they would love that. Uh, okay. Let's, um, let's tr- touch base on some Trump stuff here real quick. Uh, uh, we talked about how Minnesota, Michigan had... Uh, the, the court there had said, hey, we're, we're, we're keeping them on the ballot. This can't stand. Colorado looks like it's happening now. Rhode Island joining all of them, all of them going his way. So these have all been significant wins for them. Now, I would caution you to to get too excited because with each loss, the left is learning. The only state that really is kind of consequential out of those four states is Michigan. So the left is learning where it's not working. And trust me, if you if you have paid any attention to the left, you know they're adjusting their plans. Like, okay, that didn't work. They're drawing him into an ambush, just yeah. like they did on January 6th. That's what I'm afraid is going on. Yeah. Because now everyone's going to be lulled into this false sense of security. Oh, my God, Trump is up by double digits over Nikki and DeSantis, and he's our guy. He's going to come in and change everything. And it's like, oh, and the courts are siding with him. You know, the momentum is shifting. It's like. I'd be cautious, man. I feel like they're just drawing you in. And then all of a sudden, you know, once you get in, they're going to detonate an IED underneath the campaign. Yeah. No, it's real concern. Someone commented on either the show yesterday or one of the clips. And I don't see all of them, but I see plenty of supportive ones, plenty of not so supportive ones. Um, So keep them all coming. But there was someone who was like, you guys are fucking idiots. Trump's not going to go to jail. Like, I hope he doesn't. I think we've been pretty firm on that point. Whether you like Trump or not, it's it's an awful thing for our country, possibly the, the tipping point for the end of our country if that happens. But look at who the other side is. Stop looking at what makes sense and what's fair. And, and stop thinking, oh, he's got a great legal team and lots of money. It does, have you seen how much they hate the person? Have you ever seen someone hate someone so much? The answer's, the answer's no. In your lifetime. But more than that, they had the, the security state and permanent Washington has to save face. They have to let everybody else know who's in charge, especially us peasants. Right. And so, but what better way to do that than do it by force? That's what we're seeing right now. Everything is being done by force. Nothing, none of this has to do with the will of the people. It has to do with the will of Washington and what they want. Right. You know, we don't want Trump to go to jail. You know, the audience doesn't want Trump 
Trump to go to jail. But it's not up to us. It's up to these people in D.C. that run the country. And it's not, you know, folks in the House. It's not even, you know, the vegetable in the White House. It's up to Obama and the rest of the communists that have infiltrated D.C. Right. That's it. Yeah. If they, they they would love to put Trump behind bars to prove a point to everybody. They have to. Of who's in charge. I mean, they literally have to, because if, if they don't, what happens? You, you've got to either absolutely rig the shit out of the election, which they're more than happy to do. But like, Well, they're more than happy to do, because none of the states that have problems with their voting have changed anything. Right. So, but you've got to do the, the, your, your your point is right, and it's it's where I'm at too. It's like, look, there's only one thing here because you you think that they're just going to let him win or just ride, and you, you that at, at which point it vindicates and justifies where people on the right, people who they hate and loathe, have been the whole time. Like they can't let that happen. They have to save face, which is why something drastic like that, and that's the most drastic thing. God, I mean, God forbid they they go a step further and take the guy out, but like. If they just do that, they save face. Like, see, he's guilty, and so are all of you for supporting him. Like that's 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 I I just I I think it's a high probability. I really do. And people th- think that I I don't I, that I support it, or people think that none of that's true. I just I just understand how the other side plays and what they have to do to save face, and it's it's not a it's not a good thing. Um. Let's pivot to something different here, though. Have you guys seen this story on social media? We all know about Deadspin, who's just a leftist trash bin dumpster fire of a publication. Dumpster fire. And they went after this kid. There's a tweet. They put it out. So they put a story. By the way, they've gotten community notes, all sorts of pushback from this. It's been glorious. But they went after this child who was at a Chiefs game. And you can see their tweet there. He's in a headdress, and it, the, the caption above it, the NFL needs to speak out against the Kansas City Chiefs fan in blackface native headdress. Leave that up for a second. First of all, do you mean the child in, in, in dress-up dress <laughs> at a Chiefs game who is a themed and named after a Native American tr- uh, you, wearing a Chiefs jersey? That's ridiculous. You're going, if, if this was an adult, still ridiculous. But this is a child who is who is now a part of this controversy and this huge debate, this huge thing. And what's ridiculous is not just that he's a child, but they show this picture here. And they show it from his profile, his right side. And they don't show, despite being tons of pictures out there showing the whole the whole deal that his face is red on one side and black on the this is not a kid wearing blackface i mean that doesn't even make sense this is a kid wearing red and black now you could argue it should have been red and yellow on his face but it doesn't matter maybe they didn't have yellow at the house when they got dressed up for the game it's a child move the fuck on deadspin like dear god like what are what are we doing here 
again, the the supply of <laughs> of white supremacists doesn't meet the demand. And this is exactly what we're seeing. And this hack that wrote this story is just he's garbage. He's a garbage individual, garbage human being, sired by you know his mother's a bitch for having a son like him, basically. And he's just looking to get to become relevant and, and get clicks and you know it posture in a way where you know he's virtuous right. and we can't have this in the year 2023 and blah 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 it's you know what all i can say is I hope what I hope is this is the death knell for deadspin i hope so too it's it's remarkable they've survived but i i hope it is too look man we we talk about it all the time i'm not trying to compare these two things although they all really there is an underlying connection to all of it but when it comes to all the LGBTQ stuff, which this writer probably loves and adores, leave the kids out of it. When it comes to all this stuff, leave kids out of it. That's always been a policy of, of our, I'm not saying ours, the show, but ours, the conservative, just everyday normal American movement. If you had gone after an adult here, I, as I said before, it would still be ridiculous. Like you're literally looking for, as Tom said, you're looking for a hit piece, some gotcha moment that's going to help your career, which is in the tank now, by the way. And you go after a kid. I just, I just, I, how fucking desperate are you for for attention that you're like? I'm going to pick on that eight-year-old. Well, I don't know how old the well, kid is. You're, you're a bitch is what you are. That's what this guy is. He's a total bitch. Only bitches fucking, you know, go after kids. And it's just, it's amazing to me. I, I just hoping that, like I said, that this kid's parents get an attorney and they pull a Nick Sandman on Deadspin. Oh, my gosh, yes. And we never see the likes of Deadspin or this asshole ever again. Yeah, this is the second kid... In about three weeks, I believe, that's been hit like this for blackface. We didn't cover it, but Sean covered it like three weeks ago. There was a kid in football. He put like the black paint for the reflect. You know. The oh yeah, I saw that and, story. And yeah. he got he got um, like parents were outraged. They said the other team was outraged, and that he was going to get expelled and not allowed to play the rest of the season because he went blackface. But all he had was like he he's it, it, it. It's like it's a John Randall. Yeah, he just yeah. went like he was this, imitating John Randall. Right. And, and, and and, and when they broke it down, they, his dad said he, he showed him pictures of John Randall, and that's what he wanted to do. But they're like, well, that's still unacceptable. He's like, I wanted to, you know, and it's just. I fucking hate everyone. No, and, okay, so so what, what's the trend now? So that's two kids in three weeks. Let's see the uptick now as we get closer to the holidays. They're going to start going after kids more, and it's going to be a normal thing now. Now we're going to be able to dox kids. We're going to be able to get them, you know, messed up because of what they're doing. What is them just being innocent. Look. I think I think playing dress up, including lots of stuff that people think is questionable, is still a okay. Do whatever you want. People are going to get outraged. But if you're going to get outraged, it damn well better be what you think it is, and what the rest of society would say is, <clears throat> in this case, blackface. Like that's not blackface. Justin Trudeau, blackface was him, right? Yeah. 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 Like that. There's there's there. You don't get to just change what everything is. I know that's your game. That's how you're playing it these days. But you don't. It, that's not real life. You don't get to do that. You don't get to hide behind hate speech and all these things. And and I mean, honestly, if a kid wearing eye black, even if it's more than is traditional, not just the stripe here and the stripe there, triggers you, you bring no value to society. 
No. You're you're you are literally just a piece of trash. Go away. I'm I'm interested to see if the movie Holiday Inn is going to be it's the old black and white one with Bing Crosby and all that. If that's going to get shut down this year because there's a scene where they go him and the 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 the, the girl they go blackface because he wants to like hide the identity of her in one scene. They do a whole song about it and everything. Is that is that movie gonna get, get I'm sure, dude, pushed away? That people are still that mad about it. It's cold delayed. outside. Like I mean, <laughs> it's a great scene in the movie, and it plays for it because there's they're, no way that scene gets in the movie. But it's yeah. for, it's for Abraham Lincoln's birthday. That's the holiday that they're that they're uh, they're doing in this scene, and and they decide to go blackface in it. Uh, again, I don't have a problem. Make I, I'm I'm okay with making fun of. You know how much shit there is to make fun of white people for? A lot. Like. Have fun. Have some. I mean, don't be vile about it. Like, but have some. I think it's okay to have some. Well, fun. they did. They had the movie White Chicks, where uh, the two black guys dress up. Uh, they'd be, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it, uh, well, we, we need more comedy. We need more joy. We need like. I mean, I, I I've said it before. Like, I'll lay around at night and and wake my wife up on accident, laughing in bed watching comedy shows. It's like this is what we need, and we need ones who push the limit too. Like Chappelle will push the limit. Like stuff like that. Like. Be like that. Be like that. Not necessarily that job. I think it's the hardest job in the world. But, but have that mindset of let's just let's just have some fun. Let's have some fun. Well, yeah. I mean, we come to a point. We've come to a point where we can have fun because for so long the left has always been triggered by everything and everything is offensive. And now we're getting to the point when the left does something offensive, the right is now going, "Oh, I'm so offended," and wanting to get their scalp. Yeah. And so now we're just it's scalp for scalp now, and it's it's going to be very hard to get back to any kind of humor. No, it we, really we is. Can agree it, on. The, I mean, literally, the only thing you can do, the, collectively, it's not going to happen. So the only thing you can do is choose to just operate that way, live that way, know there's going to be some people that don't like it, and, and then know that you just have to not care because you're not defined by what this person on social media or this person in your town or community says or thinks. That's not – it doesn't matter. You've just got to be – Everyone's got to have thicker skin, be stronger. I know we're seeing the opposite of that, but you know, e either you're miserable and you go down this path, or you say, "No, this is this is who I am. This is what I believe, and this is how I'm going to do it, and this is how I'm going to raise my kids, and these are the types of people that I'm going to hang out with, and watch football games with, or, or or go smoke cigars with, or go maybe you don't like any of those things. I'm sure there's people who are triggered just by those two <laughs> football and cigars. Like whatever you do, just don't be a bitch. Don't be a bitch. It's that's going to be a t-shirt. <laughs> it is. It's almost impossible. But 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 honestly, I think because of how they have overcorrected so much and how easily offended they are and how much they want control and how much they want everyone to just go along with all this bullshit, it's honestly for me I, and granted, I'm maybe more complicated than most with some of the stuff that I've done and had to compartmentalize how my brain works. But like, it's gotten a lot easier for me. I'm just like, yeah, I don't fucking care. I'm going to do this. And I honestly, because you're, you're talking about people who are like the people who are going after kids, like this dead spin writer and fo folks who are like, I'm going to ruin that little, that young man's life to make me feel better about myself. Like, bro. You're a soy boy wearing skinny jeans, writing for a place that's about to go out of business. I'd, I'd tweak your resume a little bit. 
I, I, who cares what they think? They're meaningless. And, and then you have like the movie that came out last year, The Blackening. It was written by, written, directed, and acted all black people were in it. And it was supposed to be, you know, they all can't die first because it's a horror film, black people. Okay. They make fun of themselves, which I think is a great, it's a, great. it's a great thing to do. Never, it actually made $8 million. It got their money back from production in, in the box office. I was reading, like, people were like, it's not that scary. It's really not that funny, but it was okay. It was good. And it's like, okay, but if anyone else were to have tried that. We would have been outed. You know, we would have been like, how dare you try to do like, what? It's a funny story. Like, come on. But no, I mean, it's like decent reviews. There's like not one bad review. There's people who say like, not scary, not funny, but I'll see it again. <laughs> like, okay, well, cool. I didn't see it. I didn't even really hear about it, but comedies and horrors never get good reviews. No. I mean, those yeah, two yeah. get crushed in the, in the review, uh, review department. No, but it, but it didn't get like, how dare they? Yeah. You know, <laughs> speaking of just that, sector of, of the world, um, or not the world, but humanity. I'm going to skip ahead on this one. You can keep that in preview, though, because we're, we're going to go to that next. Uh, oh, yeah, we're going to go. Let's go to this. Yeah. You, so the University of Florida is actually a great academic school. It, it used, you know, it's over the years. I remember when we first moved to Florida, it was considered fine, good, and then it just really propelled and, and rocketed ahead. Academically speaking, in academic circles, which I don't really care about, it's it's highly revered. It's gotten a lot more difficult for kids to get into. But, and look, I'm not a Gators fan, so it, it, it gives me joy to be able to make fun of them and mock them for this. They're now, they're now teaching a course at the University of Florida on Taylor Swift. Oh, you gotta be kidding! Mm. Like <laughs> how well how, the things she's doing for jobs and and building the economy every time she goes to a city. Or sorcery and satanic worship <laughs> by the imagery that she has in her eras tour, or including the black cube. Or dating a NFL football player and saving the NFL, as to according to Don Cunningham. <laughs> I, I don't know the exact um, content within the course itself, but. It's now a course. It's now a course. And look, I, 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 I is there like a Taylor Swift one, two, three? Like, can you get <laughs> honors? <in> yes. <laughs> uh, you've got to do at least two semesters of Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they just listen to music and like gossip about boys. I don't know what they do. It's all ridiculous is what it is. But it's a legit class. It's a, uh, yeah. And you're going to come out <clears throat> of college with a degree. And having taken a course in Taylor Swift and wonder why you can't get a job yes. somewhere. <laughs> and then you're going to go on your TikTok page or whatever platform and whine about how you're not making a six-figure job salary. Uh, but, I mean, this is a problem, guys. Look, I get it. There's some courses that are, are, are different that are filler kind of patter courses, electives. But there's usually something to them. Just, I mean, you're going through the course catalog, woodworking, whatever, something like that. And you're like, okay, like there's some benefit or skill, and there's that, and that, you know, fictitious scenarios. There's actually a lot that goes to it, and 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 great value to it. But you get to this one, it's like, why are we paying someone to talk about Taylor? Why are we paying a professor, or even if it's a teacher's aide who's getting some sort of benefit, whatever it might be, to do this? I mean, this is the kind of course. That in fairness, back in the day, 
teammates would have been like, yep, going to do that one. Um, oh, hell yeah. Women's yeah. studies. But, like, there'd be tons of chicks in the class. Yeah, absolutely. But then also you need to be a fly-by course. Fly-by course. Like, 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 I gotta... Look, man, just got to be eligible Saturday. <laughs> yeah. All right, like, all right. So, uh, but, but. I got an A in my class I can play. In the Taylor Swift class, you know it. Yep. <laughs> And I was there every time because the girls were so damn cute. Yeah, yeah. But for a normal student, for, first of all, I mean, at this point, why do the athletes need to, especially football players, need to even go to class? You're getting paid. Just just go play football. But but second of all, unless you want, unless you're doing like pre-med or something like that and you really want that, and, and you should still want a degree and, and to, to, to do that because most of you aren't going to make it after 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 college. But like – for a normal student to do this and for a university to, to I, I just, I think it's all ridiculous. I, I don't really have much else to say. I, I'm not surprised by it. No. And I, I can, I, I, you know, as much as we make fun of it, I can understand the point of view from the college, the university of, you know, it's, it, we can make fun of Taylor Swift and, you know, Kelsey all we want, but you know, Taylor Swift is an iconic figure in pop culture, and there's certain things that she's doing as far as, like, her business acumen goes that, you know, has some, you know, relativeness when it comes to—and to, it should be studied. She's become a billionaire after this tour. Yeah. You know, so whatever she's doing from a business perspective or whoever she has handling her business affairs is doing a tremendous job. So I can see having that kind of a benefit by studying this but it just it just it just seems weird yeah you know and you so, know i mean we there, there's a reason why it's called show business because it is a business so if you're right. just looking at it from a business perspective i could see this being you know a, a, a pretty good course to understand the business that just depends on you know what's being taught what the syllabus is yeah no it, it, is it you know is it just going to be fluff about you know dance and choreography or is it going to be actual business? Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. She's iconic. She's very talented. She's her and her team do have great business. Or someone has great business acumen because literally it was one of the only positive things in our economy last year was Taylor Swift's tour. So I, I, I don't, I don't like the way that the NFL thing's been done with her and Kelsey. I don't. We disagree politically on almost everything. I don't hate Taylor Swift. I, I'm not like vehemently opposed to her. I, I don't like the relationship thing right now. Uh, and, and they should. If it's being taught from a business perspective and like an entertainment, you know, path, then then maybe it makes sense. But I have a feeling it's going to be taught more on a activist path where yeah. she's getting people to, you know, register to vote at her concerts because everything now has, you know, you, you watch commercials, you know, for, you know, online universities and it's like, whether you're a political activist or, you know, it's like, oh my God, this is, you know, activism is now something that you can study in college. I mean, I guess it's always sort of been there, but now it's, it's a major it's it's very odd to me. Yeah. But I'd still like to, you know, if anybody would like to delve into, you know, the more sort of uh, darker side of, you know, Taylor Swift's performance, including satanic imagery, including the black cube. Your your people know that. Just just look at this the the black cube that she performs on when it raises and lowers and then look up what black cube is. There's also the yellow cube as well. Okay. 
Well, no, like you're talking like the political activism stuff. I remember there was there was a website that you and I had found oh, oh, like about a year or so ago, Drew, and it was trying to find people who like you want to become. You want to, you know, go into politics? Come with us. No, no, you know, you have to have no background. Say, we'll help you. We'll fund you to get there. And they were looking for black, Hispanic people oh, to, yeah, like, I come remember, in. Yeah, yeah. And it's like anyone can do it. And it's like, okay, maybe that's true. Maybe anyone can do it. But you have to have some kind of understanding, acumen to it to know what you're getting into. You can't just be like, hey, you like potato chips? Come over here. You're going to be fine doing politics. I, I do, love I potato, do like chips. potato chips. But I, I don't, I still, I, yeah, finish. Just to then go back to the whole Taylor Swift thing. This is a post on Fox News Instagram. Okay. And it's a picture side by side, Taylor Swift and Kelsey. And this is the headline. I feel like you're going to love it here. And Tom knows this. I read it to him yesterday. This is what it says on the picture in Fox News. Taylor Swift's football star boyfriend makes franchise history during win. That's what Fox News posted. (laughs) Taylor Swift's football star boyfriend makes franchise history during win. That sixth grade girl wrote that. (laughs) Was there a little, like, drawn heart after I wish there was. But literally, I'm going, wait, so now as opposed to just him as a player. Nope, he's not that anymore. He's not even like I love the whole bit where it's like the Mahomes Auto commercial. I think oh, that's great. Like he's just right on the coattails of Mahomes. Now he's right on the coattails of Taylor Swift, yeah. and it's like you know, <laughs> sometimes that, literally. That's yeah. like that's like when you meet some of your you know your parents for like oh you you're your mom's son. You know you're like yeah I am. Thank you for that. But I have a name. You know like but that's how they know you as is you're not they don't know your name. You're just your mom. You're like okay yeah cool thank you. So over it all. <laughs> Taylor Swift's football star Look, boyfriend. Good for Kelsey, man. You scored a, a great score. She's beautiful. She's talented. She's one of the wealthiest people. In You'll the never have now. to work a day in your life again. But I just, I'm over, I really, I'm over Travis. I'm less over the whole Taylor aspect of it and more over just Travis. Like, bro, you just, you just come off like a, a, a beta bitch. I was, I was over him with the whole Pfizer. Yeah. 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 Oh, that, yeah. All of it. Like, it's just like. George Kittle's a much better tight end. And don't forget Big Cock Hawk in Minnesota, <laughs> TJ Hawkinson. I- I'm, I'm telling you, I, that's not the way I normally talk. I, I don't. You, there's, cer- there's certain things I say, obviously, all the time. There's certain words that I don't <laughs> use that much. But we're there. My brothers and I are cheering it on. And TJ Hawkinson is the highest paid tight end in the league now. You know, Kittle, Kittle and him both came from, from Iowa. And there's some middle-aged women behind us in our section. And I didn't know it at the time, but they're they're cheering for for Hawkinson, who had a great game, and he traditionally does score a touchdown. The only touchdown of the night last night was T.J. Hawkinson. But they, they <laughs> sounds like chaos outside of the studio tonight. Um, but the, all of a sudden, I hear this chant, and they're yelling, "Big cock, hawk!" I'm like, "Who is that?" And then turn around, it's just some middle aged women who have named it. But now we've, I mean, we it's stuck. It's, yeah, it's it's now a thing. Yeah. Now, so and my whole thing with with Kelsey, like he he finally goes to see a show of of Taylor's. Okay. And you would think, okay, hey, you know what? I have a lot of other football star friends. There's going to be some beautiful woman here. Probably going to take a friend with, right? You know, someone on your team. He brought his dad with him. Because apparently his dad is a huge Taylor Swift fan. And his dad's, they have video footage of the two of them. And you know, he's just sitting there. He doesn't know any lyrics to the song. His dad's over there singing every lyric to every song. It's like, okay, cool. I'm glad you got to do that for your dad. But like. You could have, I don't know, like, do better, man. That's got some issues, bro. <laughs> like, 
like, you gotta be kidding me. Whoa. You know, it's funny, like, my dad, you know, just doing stuff in film, he's always like, if you ever need, like, a bounce card, if you're ever doing, like, a Sports Illustrated shoot, like, I'll be the guy who, I'm like, yeah, like, that's where he wants to be. Like, not, he doesn't say, if you go to a Taylor Swift concert, can I come with? You know, like, that's not what sing all the songs. I'm a, his dad's a Swifty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, apparently, I mean, that's that's what a Swifty is. Um, all right. One last thing before before we go. Um, but this one? Or you I, yeah, that one. one. I've taxed I've taxed my voice a good bit. By the way, the way this is kind of, I told you we're going to kind of ease in some announcements throughout the week. Booze and banter set, assuming all goes well, to come back next week. Going to tell you where and how and all of that and how it's going to work. Um, I'll try and do that tomorrow. But we're kind of working backwards a little bit. There's going to be nights where the the episode still goes till nine, but we're adding booze and banter on the front. So it's we're kind of replacing some stuff. There's going to be that engaging time, drinks at the bar, talking with you, talking stories still, and then slide into the actual show show. Um, so there'll be times where we go later, and there'll be times where because we've done booze and banter, which we're going to be doing. Um, you know, the, the actual show show will be more like it is tonight and last night, last night for the Vikings tonight because of circumstance, other circumstances. But that's just kind of how it's going. Just just so you have some some atmix, atmospherics on how that's all working. Um, but to wrap to wrap tonight up, one of the if not the most certainly one of the most corrupt and useless organizations on the planet, the United Nations had yet another suggestion and you know it has to do with climate change, and you can see it there on the screen. Here's a tweet. United Nations set to call on Americans to reduce meat consumption because of climate change. Well, I, th- I, th- I thought the cows were causing the, the farts were causing, so we needed to get rid of them. We, like, we should eat the cows because we're... Yeah, I mean, I could go along with that logic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, the, none of it makes any sense. I mean, I, I, honestly... Makes no sense. No, <laughs> none of this makes any sense. This is the same thing with you know you need if you're not vaccinated you need to wear a mask around people who are vaccinated to protect them from not. Yeah. <laughs> What's the point of a vaccine? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's the stuff that we've been fed and the stuff that people have gone like well, okay that makes sense and they've gone along with it like well, surely they wouldn't lie to us. <laughs> Is ridiculous. Here's the concern, though, is we've heard this for a long time. It's not just them. It's World Economic Forum. It's politicians here at home who, by the way, are all friends with the World Economic Forum. But it's you've heard this coming forever. It's Bill Gates. It's all these people. There is going to be a continued, sustained push on taking away, reducing first, then taking away meat from you. And I'm telling you, guys, don't give up your guns. Don't give up your booze and don't give up your beef. No. Like, just yeah. don't do it. Like, don't, I, I, obviously, none of you are going to, and everyone has the same thing. But you, I mean, those are fighting words. Yeah. We need you to eat less steak. How about go fuck yourself? I'm not, I'm not going along with that. Had steak the other night, had steak for lunch. I like steak. I like steak more than whoever's telling me not to have steak by a long shot. I'm just not doing it. I'm not going along with it. Right. I'll, I'll start my own fucking farm if I have to. <laughs> Let's do it. I will start raising cattle. Don't think I won't. In your backyard. Yeah. Next to the pool. Yeah. 
Yeah, the HOA <laughs> will love it. Honey, the cows in the pool again. Dang, damn it. <laughs> but no, we were talking about this yesterday in that Genghis Khan book that I'm reading. The Mongol warriors were far more superior fighters to the to the nations that they conquered because their warriors had a protein-based diet where it was meat and mare's milk was pretty much what they subsisted on. And the people that they were fighting, the soldiers were all peasants from these different armies, and they had a grain-based diet. So their muscles were a lot weaker. Their their bone density was a lot weaker compared to the Mongols. And that made the, it easier for the Mongols to take over their countries. Yeah. It's 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 just it, it's basic biology, which I know is in question nowadays. Oh yeah, but, no, 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 you can't. That's but a higher protein diet is better for your body than a you know than a grain diet. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, um, and I know all of you guys know in the audience. Um, Shocker, right? And and if look, if there's a reason that you don't eat meat or you can't eat meat because of a of an ailment or whatever, yeah. I get it. But it's just common sense that a more balanced, well-rounded diet is better, and that you 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 don't see big jack, you know, cock diesel motherfuckers walking around like, what's your diet, bro? Just greens. <laughs> Like no. <laughs> well, so it's it's actually funny. There is a doc- it's steroids and steak. There there is a documentary where there's this one bodybuilder who wasn't at first did, wasn't doing vegetables only. He st- you know he got to the point where he was yeah. where on meat and all stuff, and then he decided to go like two three years before competing again all vegetable diet. You can lean out that way yeah. for sure if you're if you're lifting and stuff like that. But I mean, and this isn't a sports medicine show, but uh, no, but show that drinks and smokes on but, the air half the time. But yeah. my thing is my my. Thing thing is like he had to do all the meat the protein and you know maybe even doing steroids or to get to where he was physically and then he's yeah. like all right well now i'm going to change my diet right okay i get it and he could still stay as long as he kept up with it he's, he's probably going to stay the same but if we could do research where it's like all right we have someone who's not a bodybuilder switch to an all vegan diet don't do any of this stuff and now try to achieve what he's achieving it probably won't happen Probably I mean, not. maybe. My, I had friends of mine that worked on a show. They were producing a show about these uh, strongmen, and they, you know, in the premise of the show is they'd go around the world to do these feats of strength that have been, you know, part of folklore in different histories in different countries. And he was telling me that these strongmen would consume twenty thousand calories a day <laughs> to maintain the bodies that they had wow. in, in their workout regimen. That's crazy. 20,000. That's a lot. (laughs) That's like 10x what the normal human's supposed to be. Uh, All right, folks. We're going to head out. Uh, We're not going to consume 20,000 calories, at least not tonight. Um, We're going to head out. We'll look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. We'll have some more updates on some of the changes coming next week. We'll have uh, all sorts of stories that I'm sure will be so uplifting uh, and encouraging tomorrow of the, the the great state of our country and this this globe. Uh, thanks for coming along the ride for us. Hit that like button on the way out if you have not. We'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Be safe. Be smart. Be free.